Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. I want to welcome you to the Dr. Pat Show. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I'm your host, Dr. Pat Basile, joined by Mr. Benny Mathers. Hello, Pat. How are you, B? I'll be drying off. Oh, there we go. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was so like... I think I got moss growing. We were talking earlier about this. I think literally Washington probably experienced a, a proverbial tornado last night. I think you're I right. was laying there in bed, and it was like midnight to one oh. in the morning. I don't even know. The lights already flickered once, so I didn't know what time it was, really. The storm that we experienced last night, like a squall, like right. literally a white squall, right. it just got louder and louder and louder, and then all of a sudden it was just like, bam! The, the pinnacle of how loud it could have been, and then nothing. <laughs> and I laid there, and I'm like, I've got to get up in two hours. Mm. This isn't cool. <laughs> I do not like you, Mother Nature. Mm, there we go. Other than that, I experienced my first tornado. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Western Washington style, mind you. It really wasn't an actual one, but man, it was loud. I don't I didn't know about go out. you, but... I didn't go out. I was scared. I didn't go out. The, you know, Lindsay's dog came over and huddled with me. He was shivering. He couldn't stop, and it was scary. I know. And I live in the south end, a little ways from you, but man, lightning, hail. Exactly. Like, drops of rain literally were probably like quarter. Right. It seemed like they were so big. I know. So it's kind of a shock, right, man. for you? Right. But I grew up on the east coast. You're used to it. Right. I'm I'm so used to the, the hail slept balls right through it. coming down you on you. right through it. I actually did sleep ah. right through it, <laughs> you know, because, it, it. yeah. And I also decided I am not going out in it. Uh, it's just no way well, that I'm going to like go out in it. Yeah. Um, and so it was kind of funny, but you know, it's not funny for some people. I mean, this has been record-breaking floods and so forth. Well, the day before that, it was like five inches of rain. Yeah, it was five. It was ridiculous yeah, it was in some quite areas. Different. And it's just, they just packed on another. Yeah, I know. Jeez. But we get to talk about happiness today. Yeah. So yeah. on your shirt, you have. Oh, yeah. I am a pepper. Yep. Want to see what I am? What are you? All right, wait. I got to show you I am shirt. a... Wait. Wait. Oh, she's... <laughs> Pay it forward, Angel! See Woo-hoo! that? Got that? I like that. And show then, it to the web cameras. Okay, I, wait, wait a minute. I gotta, I'm flipping my thing over here. Okay, so show it to the web camera. <laughs> this is uh, my birthday gift came from Michelle, right? Okay, so then on the back, right... Can you read that? You can be a parrot forward angel, too. Yeah. All right. How was the old birthday, by the way? Oh, my gosh. It was the best birthday I've ever had. Yeah, good. And it lasted for, like, three days. Well, it should. It should last longer than that. It did. But I did something really cool. What's that? Um, You know, I had a group of friends over. Mm -hmm. and, uh, And then, you know, Katya who owns Urban Wellness. Yes. So I actually went and spent hours with her last week. Hours, you say? Yep. And we put together a bunch of gifts for different people. Good. But things you you have to make. So what I did was I put together one big bundle of what we... uh, And I picked a, a certain fragrance out for each of my friends. That's cool. And then what we did on Sunday after breakfast was we actually all created... 
a hand and body lotion from the different fragrances. Wow. And then, yeah, and so we, we pulled angel cards to represent what the energy was mm-hmm. that we were putting in there. And it was very cool. And we made the most amazing hand and body cream. Uh-oh. I know. Sounds like a good time. I know. It was a good time. It was a fabulous time. Thank you for asking. And then I just continued into yesterday with it. Um, because this is not something I've really done, Benny, where I've actually taken the time to just, you know, not be doing all the work and stuff. And that actually, uh, that actually leads to just making sure all of you know that for next week and the week after, even though I'm not going to be here, what I just want to say to you, all of the shows are going to be live. Well, I believe all of them are going to be live. Um, and they're going to be done by some of the most incredible hosts. Uh, that I've gotten to meet in a long time. And so this is all going to be new for them. They're all, they're nervous. They're um, nervous. Like super nervous? They're a little bit nervous nah, to host. got nothing to worry about. That's what I said. I said, Benny's a good guy. He's going to help you. So they're just a little bit, you know, is it the same? Like, you know, when do we go to break? I said, you know, it'll be, it'll be okay. It'll be very fun. <laughs> so you're going to miss me? Of course. There we go. Uh, and I'm going to miss you as well. Aww. So it's the first time since I've done radio that I've taken this stretch of time off and not been on air. You know, I, you know, I go away and I even do my show from Hawaii. Mm-hmm. But this is, uh, this is a good thing. And uh, thank you all for the great birthday shout-outs on Facebook and Twitter. And I actually attempted to shout back at you, so I hope it worked. <laughs> um, and in, and the Pay It Forward Angel shirt is in the spirit of um, becoming a Pay It Forward mm-hmm. Angel and receiving $30,000 worth of free gifts and prizes and then telling your friends. That's how you become a Pay It Forward Angel. You can go to calltoconnection.com to be part of that. Um, and then pretty soon we're going to be starting our Pay It Forward campaign on YouTube. Can you believe it? Awesome. With the movie. That's just going to go the crazy. Movie, the YouTube movie. Expect. Expansion totally. in the waiting. And thank you for playing one of my favorite birthday songs last week, Benny. In the club. Which oh, okay. Indi I'm club. like, which one was that? That's I play it. a lot of good ones. Well, you know, guess what? what? I love starting a week off kind mm-hmm. of, even though it's not the start, but it's close to the start. Talking about happiness. And I am so thrilled thanks to uh you know, actually thanks to a really good buddy of ours at the Dr. Pat show, Donna Gould. You know, Donna has been sending us some of the most incredible people to chat with since nineteen since two thousand and three, really, I think is when I find when I met her. And she continues to really bust through sort of the conversations that are out there in terms of radio with some folks that are doing incredible things. Today, you get to meet uh, Gretchen Rubin. Gretchen is the author of uh, The Happiness Project, or Why I Spent a Year Trying to Sing in the Morning, Clean My Closets, Fight Right, Read Aristotle, and Generally Have More Fun. Mm-hmm. I love that, don't you? It's awesome. So I thought about when she comes on, what would my tagline be? The Happiness Project or blah, 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 blah. So I want to talk to her about how she came up with these things. Gretchen is the author of several books, including best-selling 40 Ways to Look to look at Winston Churchill and 40 Ways to Look at JFK. She's a graduate of Yale and Yale Law School. She started her career as a lawyer and clerking for the Justice Sandra Day O'Connor. Oh, my God. Uh, when she realized she wanted to be a writer, raised in Kansas City, she lives in NYC, where I'll be. Maybe we can have coffee. What do you think? Uh, and her husband and two young daughters. But more importantly, this book, Benny, 
This book is now going to be uh, a, uh, and we're going to tell you about it, it's going to be a television project. NBC has picked up Davis's The Happiness Project, based on best-selling memoir by Gretchen Rubin, about a young woman's quest to become a happier person. Yippee, Skippy, it is so good to have you here, Gretchen. Wow, I can't wait to have you tell us all how to plug in. Tune in, turn on, and smile. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Well, it's great to be here. I'm very happy to be here. Yeah, that was so cool to do. Um, the Happiness Project, I want to ask you a question about your journey. So, uh, you know, many people say, I, I don't know what happiness is. I don't even know how to begin to look at it. I wouldn't know it if it bit me in the butt. But the question then also becomes, how do I find it? And I wanted to ask you, all you've done, very accomplished woman, to have that sense of not being fulfilled after all that we accomplish, is that the norm? Are there people out there in droves experiencing the same? And what was the light bulb that went on for you? Well, the moment when I had the idea for my happiness project, it was a very inconspicuous moment in my life. I was stuck on a city bus in the pouring rain, and so I had one of those rare opportunities for reflection. You know, usually you're just running around, dealing with everything, and uh, but I had a chance to step back, and I thought, what do I want from life anyway? And I thought, I want to be happy. But I realized I didn't spend any time thinking about whether I was happy or how I could be happier. In a flash, I had this idea, I should have a happiness project. And I have this very systematic mind, um, a lawyerly mind. And I thought, I'll have resolutions, and I'll have charts, and I'll have, uh, you know, themes. And I ran right out and uh, to the library and got this big stack of book and, books and started researching happiness. And so at first it was just going to be my, for myself, my own happiness project. But before too long, you know, I am a writer, so I thought, I thought well, maybe this would be a good book. So I decided to write a book about it. But one of the things about my happiness project, and a lot of people have said this is true for them as well, is that I was pretty happy when I started. I oh. wasn't starting from a place of, of deep um, crisis or unhappiness. I was pretty happy. And one of the things I wanted to do is I really wanted to appreciate my happiness more. I felt like sometimes I took it for granted or I was so distracted by the little things, little annoyances, that I, I really lost sight of really how happy I was and how much I had to be happy about and I wanted to appreciate it more and then ask more of myself, too. And I think that's true for a lot of people. You know, it's really interesting. It is uh, this sense of, you know, you got something going on, right? I mean, you know, you got something going on. You, you don't think you're quite out of the, the groove, right? You know that the train is on the track and it's kind of going. But is it like you have moments where the train is shaking back and forth and you're not sure if that being on the track is going to take you to the next place of being fulfilled? And I want to talk with Gretchen about that when we come back. Great, great show. We've got two copies of her books to give away today, The Happiness Project, or why I spent a year trying to sing in the morning, clean my closets, uh, fight right, read Aristotle, and generally have more fun. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show and the Happiness Project. Are you feeling stuck? Do you want to be free from fears and doubts and finally feel good about yourself, but you just don't know how to get there? 
Dr. Schaub's Accelerated Breakthrough Program provides you with the tools and solutions to go beyond your limitations and achieve self-empowered confidence. Call for your free phone consultation at 866-903-MIND. Visit CellularWisdom.com. That's CellularWisdom.com. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Are you ready for a joyful and successful realty experience? Today's real estate market is challenging, complex, and constantly changing, and is one of the best times in years to buy or sell a home. But you'll need to find the right person to help you on your journey, one who understands the opportunities and will make this the best experience of your life. Kathy Staff is just that person, an experienced real estate agent who knows the pitfalls, can spot the red flags, and guide you to a successful, positive purchase or sale. Kathy Staff can spot the real deals, saving you time chasing a listing only to find it's not available. Known as the positive real estate agent, Kathy will make your next sale or purchase easy, fun, and successful. Start this journey with positive energy. Call Kathy at 206-276-1070. That's 206-276-1070. Or visit PositivePathHome.com. PositivePathHome.com for the most positive realty experience of your life. Do you feel energetically bankrupt? Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. Did you know CRA anticipates a problem and solves it before it occurs and often prevents a disaster waiting to happen? With CRA, we have predictable results before the onset of illness. CRA is an energy assessment of the body's electrical circuits, evaluating the emotional, structural, and nutritional needs of the body. By reinforcing the body with specific nutrition to promote peak performance, CRA detects the results of what the body has been taken in causing ill health and gives insight into removing the obstacle to healing and nourishes the body back to health. CRA balances you emotionally, nutritionally, and structurally for you to be the best you can be and gives you a glimpse of a world where aging appears to be slowed indefinitely. With CRA, I will design a program for your specific needs. Call us at 888-777-423. That's 888-777-4232. And visit us at MaryJaneMack.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Happy, happy, happy. Happy, 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 everyone. Joining me here today is the author of The Happiness Project, Gretchen Rubin. Uh, and we're talking about The Happiness Project because, I mean, those of you that, and Benny knows this, those of you that tuned into the Dr. Pat show early on, the one thing that you know for sure is we have consistently brought to you the best in the best of positive talk radio, as I like to call it. doesn't mean we don't deal with issues, deal with being stuck, deal with any number of those things, but it's how we present. And now I get to talk with Gretchen about her book and her, uh, what we're holding is an upcoming television, uh, a segment. So today, 
not only do we get to talk about happiness, but we get to talk about it in the context of preparing ourselves to live the lives we want to live. Gretchen, it's so great to have you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you. So is happiness, uh, you know, one of these things that we call an inside job or do the outside, does, does the outside world really take its hold on us sometimes? Well, you know, I think that's one of the central tensions within happiness because you put your finger right on it because I think all of us want to have sort of emotional self-sufficiency. We want to feel like we carry our own happiness with us and that, Whatever happens, you know, during the day, that we basically are in charge of our own state and that we can just, you know, hold on to that happiness. But, and, and that's certainly something that I strive for all the time, is emotional self-sufficiency. But on the other hand, the reality of it is, is that we're very affected by what's happening around us. For example, um, emotional contagion is the word for the, is the term for the fact that people actually catch emotions from each other very fast. Mm -hmm. Emotions spread from person to person extremely quickly. And it's hard to, if you're with somebody who's very negative or very upset, it's hard not to be um, pulled in that direction. And so I think that one of the things to think about is what are the things that you can do for yourself to try to maintain your own happiness and then be aware of what are the other things around you that might be tugging you down and try to think about ways that you can manage it, either by changing your situation, changing the way you deal with it, changing the way you think about it. Um, but the more that you're aware of the things that are affecting you instead of just sort of mindlessly going through your day and being kind of ripped around by circumstances, then I think you're better able to take charge of um of your happiness. And, you know, that really leads to one of the, se- the sections in the book that I was going to talk to you about anyway. And uh, yeah, the, the chapter is June, Make Time for Friends. I want to talk about friendship for a moment because I was so struck this weekend, this past weekend, um, of what my friends came to do, together to do to celebrate my birthday. And um, needless to say, it was very happy, but I also cried a lot. And I got a deeper sense of gratitude about the people in my life. One of the things, though, I also recognized was that sometimes we have to make tough decisions about the people that are in our lives. And I wanted to ask you about your journey in the world of friendship. Well, one of the things, if you're talking about a difficult friend, um, I think one of the things that people most often mention to me as a happiness challenge, something that comes up over and over and over again, is how do you insulate yourself from someone who's persistently negative? Because you do catch that emotion for them. And, as, and you may be a friend with from somebody from childhood, and people talk about the pain of having to let go of a relationship because you feel like you just can't take it. Um, so I think sometimes you do have to look at your relationships and say, you know, do I need to manage this in a different way? Um, is this friend just not, um, is this not a great relationship? Now, but, but generally, certainly, strong relationships with other people is, is, is one of the keys to happiness and maybe the key to happiness. I mean, everyone from ancient philosophers to contemporary scientists talk about this idea of strong bonds. And one thing about friendship is I think sometimes people think that friendship should be spontaneous and that you don't need to plan for it or, or think about it or think about, well, how am I going to make a new friend or how, how am I going to stay in contact with this person or how am I going to make time for this friend's birthday? Um, and, but in a busy life, if you don't put something, sometimes you just have to put it in your calendar like a dentist appointment because otherwise it just gets shoved to the bottom. 
day after day, week after week, and then you don't have then your life doesn't reflect the things that are important to you. So I think it's really worth thinking about your friendships and making sure that they really are an active part of your life. What do you think is the greatest connection that two people have in the world of friendship? Um, probably proximity. <laughs> I mean, they've done tons of research about why people become friends. Yeah. And just when they did, like, college students sitting next to each other in a classroom or in an apartment building, people, they've shown that people who live near the elevators are more, have more friends than people who live on the end of the hallways. Because people just walk by them, their, their, their apartment more often and run into them more often. And when you look at adult friendships, a huge part of it is like the people that you see every day when you're dropping off your children or the people who live, you know, down the street. Just the people that you see often um, are the ones that probably you're going to have the most, the most friendship with. And one of the things that's really interesting to me is the way that technology is kind of making it easier to stay in loose, informal contact with people that you're not physically seeing. And some people are very skeptical of things like Facebook and Twitter, but I love it because I really do feel like I'm able to keep loose friendships alive more easily with people who, like, live in a completely different state from me, you know, like old friends from high school. Right. Um, so I love it. But for the most part, for face-to-face, real, you know, active friendship, a lot of it is just showing up and who's around you. Um, it turns out to be remarkably mm-hmm. significant. I have to tell you, I really love your book, and there are so many nuggets of wisdom in it. And one of the things that I was really struck by, uh, and I guess because I had this friendship weekend, was when you talk about friendship, you talk about be generous. And I did not expect this conversation about be generous to be in this section of the book. And I thought, wow, that is kind of incredible. But you talk about generous acts strengthen the bond between friendship and people. And one of the things you say is do good, feel good. And I wanted you to talk a bit about that and how you discovered that along the way, your own personal journey. It is really true that when you do kind, thoughtful actions for other people, you really feel good yourself. And some people think that's bad. They, I think I've heard it called tainted altruism. And the idea is, is that you cannot make a truly altruistic action because since you feel better, you feel good from it, it somehow um, negates part of the goodness of the good deed. That since you're getting a good feeling out of it, you're not really doing it for someone else. But to me, the fact that people feel happier when they're doing good for other people is one of the very nicest things about human nature. I love seeing people do nice things for other people, especially if I'm the one doing it. I mean, I think this is something you should really encourage in yourself because the more you're – it's a reinforcing thing. And it's just about the pleasure and the sense of elevation that we have when people behave virtuously. So I don't think it – I don't think it's something that makes it less admirable at all. Um, and it's, I have this, I have this great conversation with a friend who, who everything was fine now, but she went through a period of her life where everything was going wrong. Her long-term boyfriend broke up with her. She was rejected from a, a pro, uh, like a very prestigious program that she wanted to, um, uh, that she applied to and she lost her job. And I said to her, like, well, how did you, how did you cope with that? It's like everything went wrong all at once. And she said, I was addicted to doing good deeds. It was mm. the only thing that kept me from feeling like a total failure. Mm. And so she was really sort of self-medicating um, through good deeds. And I thought, well, that was a really positive way to try to make herself 
you know, give herself a little bit of feeling, uh, you know, a little jolt of happiness at a time that was really challenging for her. I totally get that. And I thought for a minute you might have been talking about me. That's <laughs> basically what the past two years have been about. And so, hence, you know, here we go. We create a Pay It Forward program, a Gift a Day program, create Pay It Forward Angels around the world, five-minute video. But here, and, I, you know, here's, I got that same question that you brought up. Um, you know, because I'm doing radio interviews, people are interviewing me and someone asked me this question. You know, they basically said, look, you say you've done this and there's nothing that people have to buy or that you get in return. I said, no, I didn't say that. I said, there's nothing physical. What I get in return is a complete sense of fulfillment to know that I have the ability to help people around the world feel some joy and they challenged me on that and you know what the answer i got from from, and let's just call it channeled in that moment the answer i got is that that fulfillment is the fulfillment of the soul's contract now without going completely strange and woo woo about it it is the unfulfillment when we're being asked to do things that you describe in the book that really causes the tension, I believe. But the way that you wrote about this and the way that you talked about this in terms of friendship, especially when you say help people think big, that is such an enormous gift to give, don't you think? You know, I've been really surprised by how often I, either in my own life or from people telling me stories, where someone's life has been completely changed, altered course dramatically by some seemingly offhand comment that somebody else made, like, Hey, you know, I think you should apply for that grant. And they're like, you do? Yeah. Okay, I will. And then they get it. And, I mean, you know, it's like you can really tell people, like, if you help them think big, it's like sometimes that's all the push that someone needs is for somebody outside them to say, you should do it. And then they they kind of get the confidence to do it. Oh, I love it. We're going to talk with Gretchen, and we have two copies of the book to give away. When we come back, we're going to talk about a couple of different things. But one of them is... Aim higher. What does that mean? What happens when you're in a job and you really mm, don't really care for it? How do you tap into that happiness that's within you? Well, all of that and much more from my very special guest today, Gretchen Rubin. And we're going to be giving copies of her books away. Why? Because she's completely generous. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Discover the ancient art of herbal medicine today. Herbs can help our bodies respond better to the modern world's stress and toxicity, as well as nourishing and strengthening. Using organic herbs from around the world, the skilled herbalists at Urban Wellness help you choose the herbs best suited for your body. See what herbs can do for your life and health by visiting our downtown Kirkland location or check out our offerings and informative classes online at urbanwellness.net. That's H-E-R-B-A-N wellness.net. Are you tired of using skincare products full of unpronounceable chemicals? Do you eat ramen by candlelight to support your expensive candle burning habits? Well, come on down to Scenic Supplies. We have everything you need to make your own soap, candles, creams, and much more. We're open from 10 to 6, 7 days a week. Come explore our store at corner of 63rd and Roosevelt, just north of the U District in Seattle. Call us at 206 525 7997. Find recipes and more 
at zenithsupplies.com. We are living in a time of great challenges and greater opportunity for transformation. The good news is that public awareness of the need for change is also growing exponentially. More than ever, your transformative message is needed to empower millions across the globe. Hi, I'm Dr. Pat, host of the Dr. Pat Show, and I'm excited about announcing an unprecedented opportunity for growth as we expand our broadcast by launching Transformation Talk Radio and the Transformation Network. Join me and a team of amazing people and host your own show on Transformation Talk Radio. Get ready to expand your horizons, tap into the best listeners anywhere, and join one of the most positive and expansive networks today. Historically, there came a time when the boundary of water was transcended as man developed the boat and the barriers of water became freeways. Join Dr. Pat as she launches this exciting venture. To host a show, call 1-800-930-2819 or email host at transformationtalkradio.com. Reservage Organics offers you the most advanced anti-aging product available. Our organic-based resveratrol formula, brought to you from the heart of our exclusive vineyards in southern France, has been clinically proven to reactivate your longevity gene and help preserve your youth. By including Reservage Resveratrol in your daily regimen, you can enhance cardiovascular function, metabolism, mental acuity, and collagen production. If you want to regain your youthful radiance and enhance your longevity, do so with the world's finest resveratrol from Reservage Organics. Why wait? Visit your local retailer and start the anti-aging process today. Reservage Organics, committed to the extension of youth naturally. Available online at Reservage.com and at the Vitamin Shop, Vitamin World, and Whole Foods Market. Visit Reservage.com and feel vitality today. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive by. For more information about us, you know, go ahead and check us out at the com or drpatlive.com. Uh, Gretchen Rubin joining us uh, here today, The Happiness Project. That's the book. We're actually going to give a, copies, a couple of copies away in a second. But I want to make sure you have uh, Gretchen's website, which is www.happiness-project.com. Happiness-project.com. Gretchen, is that uh, correct? I just want to double check. Okay, good. Uh, and then, uh, there are lots of ways for you to connect with Gretchen, uh, once there. The book is available just about anywhere. And, um, uh, and this, first of all, it's a great gift for yourselves. Secondly, it's a great gift for other folks. And when you go to the Happiness Project web- website, there are going to be ways for you to participate, including the Happiness Challenge. Correct, Gretchen? That's right. Yeah. Love it. All kinds of stuff going on. Mm. So one of the things that we're going to talk about is this idea of aiming higher. And before we do, I want to make sure that I open up the phone lines so that we can, uh, we can do exactly what I said I was going to do. And that is give away a couple copies of your book. And so for those of you out there that would love, love, love to get a copy of the book, we actually have two copies to give away, uh, two copies of the happiness project. Give us a shout. 
1-800-930-2819. Valerie is waiting for you. 1-800-930-2819. That's our toll-free number. Gretchen, let's talk. I mean, there are many things in the book we can talk about, now, and we're going to get to several of them. Um, but one of the things I guess I was personally drawn to was what you wrote about Aim Higher. And I really got a sense of uh, of what that meant for you personally at some level. But you are so already accomplished. And so aiming higher must have taken on a completely different form for you. The other thing I noticed is that this is a really big chapter in the book, <laughs> which is kind of cool. And so I was immediately drawn to it. Let's talk about aim higher and, you know, you talk about work, but I get a sense that you also mean work, work, but the work we do in the world. Is that correct or not? Yes, absolutely. And what, what, one thing I've no, I noticed to myself, and I think a lot of people, it's true for them as well, is that sometimes when you're feeling overwhelmed, whether at work or at home or wherever, and you feel like you sort of are, you're barely, you know, managing to tread water, that sometimes your impulse is to say, I need to get rid of things. I need to cut things out of my life. I need to simplify um, because it's too much. And sometimes that's true, that you need to do that. But another thing to do sometimes, counterintuitively, is to aim higher and to really expect more of yourself. And I've noticed this several times with myself when I, when I feel like, oh, my gosh, I'm working at, at, at top capacity, and then something will present itself to me like, you should have videos on your blog. And I'll be like, Maybe I should, and I just decide I'm going to learn how to do that. And it, it's sort of this taking on the new talent and expecting more of yourself kind of energizes you and makes you able to do more than you thought you could do, and that's very exciting. Um, and so sometimes stepping up your game helps you think bigger, think um, more creatively, and to see how you can do more. And now, again, it's attention because sometimes you need to simplify, but sometimes aiming higher is... Um, you know, go to a conference or learn how to do a new piece of software or, you know, you push yourself to do something that you that seems like something that you want and you you find the resources in yourself. And another thing that I did, because I am like a person who worries a lot about getting it right and getting a gold star and all that, <laughs> is um, I have this mantra to enjoy the fun of failure. Mm. Oh, that is a good one, boy. Because I think a lot of us really don't want to fail. Like we like mastery. We feel like feeling like we're on the top of our game. We don't want to. We don't want to risk failing. And that was certainly true of me. And I, I realized that I needed to say I enjoy the fun of failure. Failure is part of success. It's part of pushing myself. It's part of aiming higher. Not everything's going to work. Not everything's going to, you know, succeed. And that's okay. If I'm not, if I'm not failing, I'm not trying hard enough. And I really tried to give myself this feeling of, a fun. And this is playful and this is okay and i wrote about it on the, my blog one time and somebody posted well i think you're right about you know embracing failure but i don't think you should call it failure i think you should recast it and talk about it in a more positive way because there's all these positive things mm-hmm. and at first i thought well that sounds that sounds right but then i thought no yeah. i don't want to pretend right. it away i don't want to say i'm not failing because that's part of kind of what i'm trying to conquer i want to say it's fine to fail i don't need to pretend like it's not happening. I don't have to convince myself that I'm not really failing. I have to just be okay with failing. So call it what it is and and have fun with it. And it really has helped me not 100% enjoy enjoy failure, but I think I, I'm better at it. And I'm certainly more willing to fail 
than I used to be. Yeah, I totally get that because our theme question has always been for the show, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? Yes. That has been the question. And I have, you know how many people that I interview that hear our intro to the show and want me to change it? And this is, this really happens at least once a month over the course of like what? Since 2003. And I feel the same way. And, and I want to ask you about this because happiness, it, it, there are stories that we create in our minds and we, and these stories become beliefs. And so one of the things I wanted to ask you about, especially about Amy Heyer, is that failure and the word itself is pretty harmless. Isn't it though the stories? that we create around it. And and that's not just the word failure, but any word, including happiness, the stories that not only we create and attach ourselves to, that really determine how we are going to be in the world. I think that's absolutely right. And, you know, I mean, people can kind of click into these things like, I can never do anything right. Right. I don't know how to, do, you know, like when I started my blog, my agent was like, you should start a blog. And I, was, I came out with a list of reasons why I shouldn't. I'm not technical. I don't know how to do that. I never read blogs. I don't write short. I don't want to write every day. You know, I had a million reasons why it would be a total failure. And she was like, I, I think you might enjoy it. Just try it. And she helped me think big. And um, and once and, but I really had to, like, let my say to myself, okay, you know, I say that I'm not a techie, but... I can sit here and follow directions just like everybody else, <laughs> you know, um, I'm going to try. And so um, I think you're absolutely right that sometimes people have these whole, you know, these whole, you know, things that flood their minds. Um, and just the more you can be aware of that, then the more you can kind of do counter do a counter story. And, you know, that really talks about something else you said, mindfulness. Now, we're getting ready to go into holiday season, right? And um, I can't tell you how many uh, press releases I get, right, from different people that have written books. And a, a lot of them are about those holiday blues. How do you get past the holiday blues? How do you do this? So I wanted to talk with you a little bit about this upcoming season and where mindfulness comes into play. Because you talk about mindfulness and what it means to pay attention. And I just wonder, you know, if that is a part of how we can create the best holiday season we ever had, regardless of what's going out in the world or not. Mindfulness is the key. I'm like the least mindful person in the world, which is too bad (laughs) because mindfulness is like the key to happiness. I see it in every aspect. It comes up over and over and over again. But one of the things to do if you you feel like you're going to have a stressful holiday is to say to yourself, Really identify the problem. What is the problem? What do you anticipate is going to be an issue? For one thing, one thing I've seen on my blog, something that I didn't realize was such a holiday issue for a lot of people, I was surprised by this, is that for a lot of people, at the holidays you see relatives or friends that you haven't seen in a long time, and there's kind of this accountability, a lot like going to a high school or college reunion or having a big birthday, where people are saying to you, like, hey, did you get that job? Hey, do you have a boyfriend? Hey, are you ready to start a family? And maybe you don't feel like answering those questions, or they make, they make you feel uncomfortable because, you know, you're like, well, no, I really didn't quit smoking. <laughs> or, oh, no, I didn't apply for that program. And so that accountability is very uncomfortable. So one of the things is to say, okay, I know my, no- my nosy aunt is going to ask me all about my business. <laughs> How am I going to answer it? How am I going to just deal with it and move on? How can I answer it in a way that I'm comfortable with um, and sort of take control of it? Or 
you know, or even things like getting enough sleep. It's easy. Like when people don't get enough sleep, they they just become crabbier. Oh my and, gosh! And with you know, with traveling, jet lag, overexcited children, staying up late, chatting, um, people don't get enough sleep. Like even like that, if you think it's going to be stressful, make sure you get enough sleep. Get a little bit of exercise. Don't drink too much. You know, people think it's festive to drink, but for a lot of people, it does not bring out their best side. It does not help them deal with stressful situations. If you feel like it's going to be a tough dinner, you know, maybe you need to say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to have a glass of wine when I get home, um, instead of feeling like, because for a lot of people that really exacerbates um, tough situations. Totally. Yeah, because that one glass of wine turns into like a half a bottle. Yeah. Especially and, and, once the questions start getting fired at you. Yeah, and you know, and the same thing. And then also, like, if you're drinking, then you tend to eat more because your inhibitions are down. So then you get home and you feel terrible and guilty because you just ate all this food that you didn't even really like and you drank all this. I mean, and then it just kind of snowballs. Um, so the more you can say to yourself, like, okay, well, this is what I'm going into. I've done this ten times. It's not, I'm not going to assume that it's going to be different this time. Um, how, what do I need to do? Because you can't, as much as it would be so great if you could, you know, you feel like, oh, I would be happy if other people would behave properly. Um, but you can't make them change. You can only change yourself. So think, well, what could I do differently? Or what can I do to make sure it goes as smoothly as it can, given what my situation is? Uh, you know, I, this is really sort of the key to a lot of things uh, right now for people. It's what are the things that I could do? For those of you out there, very, very cool book, The Happiness Project. Uh, I believe we have one more copy to give away, 1-800-930-2819, 1-800-930-2819. When we come back, we're going to be talking about very interesting, interesting insight that Gretchen has shared with us. Contemplate the heavens. What is it about that thing that we call eternity? And what's the relationship to happiness? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Of course I knew I shouldn't love you. So I fought with all the strength in me not to, to force the smiles above you. 85% of diets fail because we treat weight loss as solving a problem. A world-class musician doesn't look at being great as a problem to solve. It's the outcome. It's the result of their motivation, plan, coaching, and daily choices. The Take Shape for Life program focuses on the outcome. That's what makes it different. Losing weight is just the byproduct of getting healthy. Talk to a health coach and hear their story of success. Call 877-520-SIMPLE. That's 877-520-SIMPLE. Results will vary. Talk to your doctor before starting program. Call for details. Invest in your life. Indigo Fusion Spa and Gallery. Offering regular meditation classes, spiritually conscious art, holistic healing services, and classes in spiritual development, and holistic wellness. This unique spa is located in Seattle's University District. For more information, visit us online at www.indigofusionsg.com. That's indigofusionsg.com. Purna Yoga Centers provides an integrated yoga experience that encourages health, relaxation, and the inner pursuit of purpose without pretense through the natural connection of the body, mind, and spirit. Whether you are looking to yoga for exercise, improve your health, use yoga and meditation as a means of self-discovery, or learn how to teach yoga, our inspired instruction and supportive community will help you accomplish your goals. For more information, visit yogacenters.com. That's yogacenters.com. 
Optimize your breast cancer screening without any radiation or pain. Effective, sensitive, and widely used thermal imaging in Europe is now available to you here in the U.S. Using state-of-the-art FDA-approved camera, Eastside's first and only breast thermography clinic is now open in Bellevue. Safe, sensitive, low cost, no referrals needed. Contact Holistique Medical Center at 425-451-0404 or on the web, drdarvish.com. Discover the ancient art of herbal medicine today. Herbs can help our bodies respond better to the modern world's stress and toxicity, as well as nourishing and strengthening. Using organic herbs from around the world, the skilled herbalists at Urban Wellness help you choose the herbs best suited for your body. See what herbs can do for your life and health by visiting our downtown Kirkland location. Or check out our offerings and informative classes online at urbanwellness.net. That's H-E-R-B-A-N wellness.net. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Memories conjured up in both our minds So afraid that I might lose them The trajectory of time Hey everybody, welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive by 1-800-930-2819. Just give us a shout. We'd love to give you a copy of the book, The Happiness Project. Uh, and I want to make sure you all know uh, how to find out more about the Happiness Challenge as well. Go to happiness-project.com and check it out. And uh, Gretchen has got a lot going on for you, a lot of things that will help all of us create the lives we desire. Uh, Gretchen, it's so cool to have you on the show. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Oh, well, thank you. It's uh, loving the conversation. Yeah. So two really cool things that you you address. I'm going to I'm going to kind of try to tackle both of them in this segment. One is buy some happiness. The conversation about money mm-hmm. followed by the conversation about eternity. <laughs> mm-hmm. Interesting how you position those like that. Money in some circles is a, a taboo word. I have never had a problem saying the word money, talking about it or anything like that. What is it that you've learned about the relationship between money, happiness and eternity? Well, the relationship between money and happiness, I think, is one of the most emotionally charged and confusing uh, areas within happiness because um, money just represents so many things to people. It's it's just and the real and how it fits into happiness is very confusing. And one of the things is people say, "Well, money can't buy happiness," and money can't buy happiness, um, but it can buy a lot of things that contribute mightily to happiness if it's spent wisely. So money has a really important role to play in happiness. And the other thing about happiness, though, is it's like health in that it, it's, it contributes much more in the negative than in the positive. So if you, if you don't have your health or you don't have enough money, you think about it all the time and it really weighs you down. And then once you have enough where you're in good health or you have enough money to you know, live your ordinary life without a lot of financial stress, then it fades. And, in fact, one of the greatest luxuries that money can buy is the luxury not to have to think about money all the time. No and, kidding. Yeah. So 
so so it's it's something that's that's much more powerful in the negative than in the positive because it's very easy to take it for granted once you have it. But I think the thing the way to think about it for people is to say is when you're making when you're deciding how to spend your money just like just like when you're deciding how to spend your time is to say how am I going to get the biggest happiness buck the biggest happiness bang for my buck. So if you're thinking, um, oh, should I buy a new dining room chair or should I use the money to go to my college reunion or should I go visit my sister and see her new baby or should I throw a big party for my husband's birthday? Um, you know, the things that strengthen social relationships tend to add a lot more to our happiness than just like replacing a chair. And so when you're thinking about how to spend money, that's important. Or like let's say you're trying to decide, okay, should I pay for a little more expensive gym that's right by my office? Or should I save that money and go to a gym that's out of the way? Oh, exactly. Well, you know, but the thing is, health and energy are very, very high um, happiness priorities. And if you think that you're much more likely to go to that gym if it's in a really convenient spot, which certainly for me is extremely important, then that's a good place to spend a little bit more money if you can afford it than to save money by going to a gym that's inconvenient and therefore you may never end up going to. So not only do you waste your money, but then you're not getting that health and that energy effect that you're that you're wanting, and so I think the thing is to, is to say to yourself, well, you know, I have this money that I'm going to spend, you know, or maybe I'm going to say to myself, what I really need is security. I need to feel more secure. I'm not going to make any of these purchases. I'm going to save the money or pay down my credit card debt or pay off my college loans because if I felt more secure, if I felt more financially secure, I'd feel happier because this is something that's really. Um, making me feel unhappy because I'm worried about it all the time. Oh uh, so- yeah, yeah, and and then there's the other part of this that you mentioned earlier, right, Gretchen? And that is, you know, this money is going to allow me to start a nonprofit, or it's going to allow me yeah. to, uh, you know, create ways to help other people. Yeah, money money is an is an amazing tool. Um, it's really about thinking about what you want to do with it. I think when people are made not happy by money, it's when they just Again, back to mindfulness, when they mindlessly spend their money because the people around them are doing it or, you know, it's like, oh, everybody wants to go skiing, so I'll go too. I mean, it'll only make you happy if it'll make you happy. And so to think about, well, what are, what was, what's the way, um, how would you spend it? Maybe you really want to get a dog. Everybody who has a pet complains about how expensive it is to have a pet. Yeah, no. And yet everybody who has a pet, it finds them to be a huge source of happiness. Um, so again, it's just thinking about um, not mindlessly going around, but thinking, think, feeling like money is a tool. It's it's a it's a bad, um, it's a good servant, but a bad master. Mm-hmm. So think about well, what what can it do to, in service of your happiness? Um, because like you're right, like starting a nonprofit would be mm-hmm. a huge engine of happiness. Mm-hmm. That's what we're going to do with your money. And you know, the other part of this is something that you know I I, I know that you're you're familiar with, and I've talked about a lot. You know, there's a part of this where we do, where we think we, that we cannot nurture ourselves, that we have to continue to sacrifice, and that that is the way to live an altruistic, happy world. And so, doesn't that sort of also create a dilemma when we cut our own joy out? I mean, I work with people that won't spend the money to get their nails cut, uh, and they have that money, or the the manicure, the pedicure, nurturing a facial, right? So, um, you know, there's part of this that has to also get you in touch, all of us in touch, with that that joy inside, right? One of the things I think that, that 
troubles a lot of people about happiness is that they think it's selfish to want yes, to be that's happy. Right. And <laughs> they think that happy people are very self-absorbed and they never see beyond their own pleasure and they're very superficial and they're just very self-preoccupied and kind of stupid. Um, happiness has a very bad reputation. Um, but the fact is, studies show, and, then, and if you look at the people in your life, I think you will really see this borne out by experience, is that, in fact, happy people are more interested in social problems and more interested in the problems of the people around them. They give away more money. They volunteer more. They're more likable. They have stronger relationships with their spouses and their children. They get sick less often. When they want to make a change, um, others are more willing to follow them, so they're more effective. Um, when we're happy, we happy people tend not to think about themselves very much, but unhappy people are more preoccupied with their own problems and they're more defensive and isolated. And so Sometimes you have to say to yourself, you have to, by taking the steps to work on your own happiness, you actually give yourself the emotional wherewithal to turn outward and then to think about other people. So it's completely true that one of the best ways to make yourself happy is to make other people happy. That's absolutely true. But it is also true that one of the best ways to make other people happy is to be happy yourself. Mm -hmm. And so to take the time. And the thing about a manicure is, that would make somebody happy. That would not make me happy. You know, there's no right, right, one, right. There, there's no one size fits all. You have to say to yourself, well, what I really want to do is to have two hours to read in bed, or what I really want to do is to be able to go to a movie every Sunday, or what I really want to do is to be able to go for a long walk with my dog. I mean, everybody has to decide for themselves what that is. But you're right. If you don't take the time to energize yourself and recharge yourself with the things that make you happy, you end up just feeling depleted and and you don't have anything left to give. You know, the well runs dry in, yes. in a lot of ways. Yes. You know, you, I have to tell you, you have done an incredible job. Uh, in, I mean, this, uh, you know, I love the book, and I love the journey that you take us on, Gretchen, really. You know, including the conversation about eternity, which most people really um, don't want to get to. And I want to thank you for joining us here today and ask you if you could just leave us with a personal message. Uh, you know, what would you like to share with our listeners today? And thank you so much for being part of the Happiness Project, creating it and paying it forward. Well, thank you so much for having me here. If I had one sort of one last thing to say, I would just say that I really do think that for most people, you can make yourself happier by just making concrete, small changes in your everyday routine. You don't have to have extra time, extra energy, and extra money, because I know most people feel like they don't have... You know, they're barely hanging on by their fingernails, but you can just find things in your ordinary day um, that will just make you a little bit, you know, make you that much happier. And so it's worth the time to really think about yourself and think about your life and look for what those changes might be. Oh, awesome. Thank you, everybody. The Happiness Project, uh, Gretchen Rubin joining us here today. There's also the Happiness Challenge. And in order to find out more about that, go to happiness-project.com, happiness-project.com. If you've missed any part of today's show, you can certainly listen to it on the archives in a couple of days. Uh, go to drpatlive.com. That's drpatlive.com. Uh, Gretchen, have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful holiday and much success with the upcoming uh, television segment. Oh, great. Thanks so much. Have a great day. All right, everybody. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. <laughs> 